for your second gift, a, uh, oh, a serenade. That fin rope for milady. Ooh. Oh, flame princess. I think you're rad. I really want to kiss you right in front of your dad. Cause I think you're great. I want to be your mate or maybe go on a date. Cause it feels like there's a fire inside my body. Like there's a fire inside my heart. It's like this fire is gonna consume me. If I keep waiting for this thing to start, oh, I feel like I'm all warmed up inside. I feel all warmed up inside. I feel all warmed up inside. Hello and Hello, welcome, welcome to Sex, to sex time. time. One day we'll get that. Uh, you're still roboting out on me. Oh, what a way to start. Yep. Um, well, give it a go and we'll see how it goes. All right. All right. How are you, Badger? Beep, beep, bloop, bloop, robot. Yeah. That's exactly how it sounds, too. <laughs> I'm fine. I just have the uh, the sads. No way. Because I look outside when I wake up and it's dark. Mm-hmm. And I look outside, and it's dark. Mm-hmm. And will none of us see the sun again? We will. We had the solstice. It's going to happen. I know. It's the months after the solstice are the biggest drag, though, because it gets colder. Yeah. Although it doesn't seem to be getting much colder right now. Like, there's no sign of snow coming or anything. I wouldn't mind if it did. I could use some of that inclement weather monies. Are you outside? Yeah. I can hear a lot of wind. There's not even that much wind. Well, something was windy. I mean, if you don't believe me, you can always listen to our podcast. I never will do that. (laughs) (laughs) How are you, Kelly? Do you want to hear something that'll cheer you up? Yeah. So Nala, who has had a whole host of health problems basically ever since I adopted her, um, is now chasing the laser pointer. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. She's never really been much of a cat that plays. And now she's like got this like demon possession going on which is really lovely yeah that's good for her and um things have been going so well um the last couple of nights i've actually let her sleep in my room with kingsley and no uh no peeing somewhere they shouldn't pee incidents that i'm aware of and i roll over and i'm like where are my cats and nala's on the pillows next to me and then kingsley's between um me and the pillows next to me so i've got like a cat pile going on basically so it's quite nice nothing wrong with that no it's been a long long time of having to mitigate a lot of health and behavioral issues and now i think things are looking i shouldn't say anything too um optimistic because it'll inevitably curse me but things are nice right now good um but i too am kind of struggling with the darkness of the winter yeah, I think I'm going to try one of those sad lamps. Didn't you get the daylight lamp? That I... Yeah, but it's not like the prescriptive one. No. The 10,000 lumen thing. Yeah, but it's a help. I've been taking B12 in the mornings, too, because um, I don't eat animal products. Some of the things I eat have B12 supplemented in them, but this is just a surefire way to start off the day with some B12. And I think it's helping, but I'm also doing an elimination diet to try to resolve my heartburn, which means no caffeine right now, in addition to a lot of other things. So I've been uh, trying to assess my energy levels without having coffee or black tea in the morning, which has been, it's been a struggle. (laughs) So we truly are old. Yeah. No. Yeah. We're closer to 40 than 30. Mm Mm-hmm. When will sweet death come for us? <laughs> Could be any time. Cool. Maybe it'll be when we're talking about sex in the city. Oh, gosh. I hope not. <laughs> that's not the way to go. That's, that's not a hero's death. It's no way to die, and it's no way to live either. Shall we talk about it? Kingsley is um, batting a toy mouse off of my foot right now. It's very adorable. Um, yeah, let's talk about sex in the city. So 
This episode was season three, episode eight, The Big Time. And uh, why don't you go ahead and start the discussion? I've got a lot to say, but I want to hear what you think. Um, Samantha's in like pre-menopause and she's being weird about it. Like she's clearly 10 plus years older than the other ones. Mm -hmm. And she's like cranky because they all have their periods because they're synced up. Which you and I have tried to do, but it doesn't always work. You Sometimes you hold my hand and then I get yours. Yeah. Yeah. But mine only lasts for like one day now. Oh, so. mine's like close to a good week. Oh, mine's turned into like just a day. Well, I'm on like absolutely no form of birth control, so. Me neither. But yeah, but you have altered <laughs> the system. Yeah, but not that part of the system. So why is it so short? I don't know. Hmm. Maybe you're becoming a boy. Yeah, I wish. Yeah. Um, so Samantha is, she's equating her um, impending menopause with like a lack of, uh, I don't know, like sexual capabilities, I guess. Yeah, like that's, um, she's real tied up in her own fertility. As a, want to have kids as a, a symbol of youth more than anything i think i guess so yeah it was, it's like a it's like a weird judy bloom thing mm. mm-hmm. don't you think well yeah i kind of i think because you texted me when you started watching the episode and i was thinking back to when i first got my period um i got mine a little bit earlier than most i was 12 yeah. And I kind of knew that it was going to suck. And I didn't get why people would be excited about it. Yeah, it seemed like a huge encumbrance. And it is. It's been incredibly costly. And it's impeded my ability to function for like almost a quarter of the month. Yeah, I, uh, I'm sure you don't, you, you can't possibly believe this. But I wasn't a very girly girl. You? Hmm. When I was a cub. Hmm. Uh, I was, uh, I like to roll around in the dirt and climb up trees and things. Mm -hmm. So I didn't see, I read that Judy Bloom book when I was 10. Which one are you talking about? Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Good. There's like a few that talk about the impending feminine awakening. So, well, this is the one with, um, this was like, way back when they had uh, belts oh. sanitary belts to <laughs> yeah. like, clip the, the menstrual pad onto you yeah. and it just sounded so cumbersome awful yeah so I didn't understand why anybody would be excited for any aspect of that and also I, I didn't I just didn't really get it like I didn't really understand what it was mm-hmm there's blood and then like you have to wear something mm -hmm. but why and maybe it's not gonna happen to me then it did my mom explained how the dogs that we had would go into heat and how puppies are made and that was her way of telling me that someday I would get a period and need to start using pads well i didn't get any talk from family i had the public school system so that explained, you're lucky <laughs> uh, it, am i i think i'm gonna explain a little bit about like my repression and things like that well i didn't know what was happening i thought i was dying oh and we were having an open house that day so it's not like i could have a ton of time to myself in the bathroom that sucks. Yeah. And I, at that point in my life, was just wearing, like, I'd wear some spandex bike shorts and a big t-shirt. That was just comfy clothes, and that's what I'd wear every single day. Mm -hmm. Neither of those things is going to be really great for hiding anything. Uh, so I got a spot of blood on the back of my oversized t-shirt. And I will never forget that my mom's friend, Tina... Uh, pointed it out and said, do you have a personal problem? No, I have a Tina problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus. 
And then my mom said, I thought I explained all this. Did you? And I said, I don't remember that. And she said, well, I told you what happens with the dogs. Anyway, that might explain something about me. Maybe. But it explains nothing about Samantha. So let's finish up with the Samantha storyline. She feels like so decrepit because she got a catalog in the mail for clothes you get when you're postmenopausal. Her period is late. And then she finally is like, well, I guess my life is over. So I'm going to go out with this horrible guy in my building. And I said that Len, um, he looks like he comes from Lake Oswego. <laughs> right? Yeah, like he's got a ceramic studio out there. Yeah, because he's like a weird haircut and um, an inflated sense of self. And that's basically Lake Oswego and the, yeah, the money. He, he looks like um, aging Henry Winkler with a rat tail. Yeah. So she, the most bored facial expression ever is, is getting nailed by him. And he seems totally oblivious to how out of it she is like now she's not like out of it to the point where she's not consenting but she's definitely like not into it Mm -hmm. um and then she gets her period during sex and she's thrilled and he's worried about his sheets getting ruined because i guess no one ever told him how to get blood out of fabric yeah and he's like he's appalled like that's never happened before and I don't know, maybe that's like a, a single older man thing. Mm-hmm. But seems like once men get to like mid 30s up, they don't care about that at all. So let's, it doesn't matter. Let's talk about that really quickly because Carrie's conversations with Aiden about like, you know, I'll put out blah, 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 do, do, do. Um, if the timeline is accurate means she's going to have sex with him while she's on her period which if you've watched crazy ex-girlfriend there's a song that is an ode to period sex um i've not what i haven't watched that well there's a song about period sex um what are your thoughts on period sex i mean i don't love the sensation it's tacky mm in like a sticky sense mm-hmm. that the blood coagulates so fast once it hits the air and starts the oxidization process. Mm-hmm. What what are your thoughts? Um, I uh, never like deliberately did so. I was always so uncomfortable with being on a period that that was the last thing I'd want to do. Um, I get really bad cramps. Um, at the beginning of my period. And then as it progresses, I get um, my entire lower pelvic floor uh, gets like just shooting pains. Like whenever I have anything to do in my lower body, like even something like if I need to pee, it hurt, like hurts to bear down to pee. So there's like no way in hell I would have had sex at that point in my period. So do you think maybe you have like polycystic or endometriosis or something? Uh, no, I think it's... Uh, that sounds severe. It, like, I didn't have shooting pains when I had my paragarden, and that was really bad. It's only for, like, a day or two, and so it's probably something like PMDD where I just, like, go through a day or so of, like, really severe cramps. Um, I haven't... Every time I've meant to bring it up at my doctor, I've forgotten because I have not been on my period when I've gone, and I'm very bad at writing notes for myself but i am going to the doctor next week so maybe i will remember yeah maybe somebody listening to this podcast if anybody still does will remind you maybe i'm probably posting this after the the appointment date oh well yeah there you go then they can chastise me if i didn't um on the topic of pelvic floors the girls do talk about kegels do you have any thoughts on kegels uh nothing controversial no i only do them when i'm reminded that people should do them and i only do them because i don't like start leaking when i'm old <laughs> like for i mean that's a good good reason to do them for bladder control <laughs> okay it's uh that's not something that i generally consciously do or incorporate into my daily routine but i, I guess i could I, maybe we should maybe we should try it for a week you and I like while we're brushing our teeth 
we're also doing kegels and then we'll talk about that okay let's commit to a week of kegels okay kegel week kegel week um charlotte's storyline she uh unsurprisingly does not want to sleep with trey too soon and then she brings up some bat shit like i heard that if you don't have sex for a year you're a virgin again oh yeah that's nuts yeah <laughs> like you don't get to retcon your your sexual history no you still did those things you can pretend it never happened and so you can pretend that never happened without being a celibate for a year mm-hmm. yeah and i mean i've been far longer than a year and i still don't consider myself a virgin <laughs> so charlotte is fucking insane and she so she and trey are obviously moving really quickly and it's like appalling right because he gets her a cartier watch which i forgot to look up the price but they're usually a couple at least a couple thousand dollars um probably more than that and gives it to her on the boat at the party and i'm like i wouldn't risk bringing a present on a boat where you could I was so sure it was going to fall overboard. I was hoping it would. And then like the next day or two, they they say I love you to each other and they've been seeing each other for like 2-3 weeks max. So, what are your thoughts on like the long-term viability of this relationship? I mean, I know there are a lot of seasons left. Mhm. This Cartier watch is $23,000. Can you imagine so, somebody you were just starting to date getting you something that is worth more than most cars? No. That's just insane. That's insane. It's insane. It's a man. Oh, and I also thought it was really funny that, that he gives her a Cartier watch after they retell the anecdote of how they met. And a really cute part of the anecdote is that he tells the driver to stop the meter. And I'm like, you're inconveniencing a taxi driver and telling him he can no longer charge you for it when time is money as a taxi driver. And it's a matter of probably dollars. And then it's nothing to you to get your new girlfriend uh, like thousands of dollars watch. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't catch that. Yeah, I thought it was very, I don't mind exploiting the working class. It's like that uh, reductress article about a uh, rich friend, super weird about $4 you owe her. Yeah. <laughs> it's like rich people are really shitty with money in like the most minor of ways, especially minor to them. Um, but somehow it's like, God, why are people weird like that? I don't know, but I have noticed that, you know, parties and things, uh, the the wealthier folks seem to uh, have more disregard for dietary restrictions, while people more at our level tend to want to go out of the way to be really inclusive. I am absolutely that way. I've I used to hold monthly game nights here, and I would make a soy and dairy free option and then um, a nightshade free option for Thomas and then whatever else. Like I made sure that everybody had something to eat. It's just like that is basic human like decency. If you're inviting people to your house to like make sure that nobody feels excluded. So, Mm -hmm. and then I always tell people when they do it for me, like, Oh, you really shouldn't have, but I always super appreciate it. Cause I mean, it's just a, basic level of consideration so and it's not that hard to do no it's really not especially with all the you know gluten-free dairy-free options that exist now yeah i always made sure you had something to eat with your um wheat disability yeah i miss that hungarian mushroom soup oh i could probably make that vegan um but i just can't i can't have the onions well, maybe I'll pick you up some from Chuck's because I'm planning on going mm. to Chuck's today. Onions are disgusting. So. But if they're in the soup, they provide some of the flavor. Well, I didn't know that. Do you want me to get you some of the soup <laughs> if I'm there? Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll get you some soup. Um, let's see. Oh, Steve is out of his fucking mind. Yeah. The, at first, it like the, the first 
Steve moment was like, oh, okay, it's nice that he's being chill about somebody's baby crying in a restaurant. And then he's like, immediately, let's have a baby. And then he won't yeah. fucking quit it with let's have a baby. And then after, like, right after he says that Miranda takes his napkin and, like, dabs his face clean. Well, and, like, then the conversation that they have in in her apartment where he won't turn off Scooby-Doo to fucking talk to her. And then his solution to this is to then adopt a puppy, which I think they're doing from a pet store, which is infuriating. Yeah, he didn't adopt a puppy. They She bought him a, an expensive puppy and then, from a pet store. He's supposed to be taking care of it, but it's sleeping in a box on her side of the bed. I've heard from many people that when you have a puppy, you need to crate train them. So I don't even know if they know what they're doing. So, and then they like basically break up and they have to, they have a puppy. They have a fucking puppy to deal with now. I hated this. Well, I mean, I think it's his puppy. Where the hell is he going to go? I don't know. You got a border collie puppy though. You better figure something out. They're not low energy dogs. He, I just, every time I think back on the whole series and think back on their relationship, I'm still left puzzled, like, why anybody thought this was, like, a good story to tell. I don't know. It's puzzling. <clears throat> okay. The Carrie stuff is, like, Aiden's perfect, but she sees Big, and Big, like, freaks out and says that he's, like, still obsessed with her even though he's married. That's kind of it. Yeah. Weird, uh, weird thing for Big. Well, maybe like a grass is greener thing. Oh, probably. There wasn't really much to it. Like, Carrie and Aiden seem to be doing really well, and Big's just going to come in and fuck it up, apparently. Or try to. So, the question she asks is, is timing everything? What do you think of that? Do you have any thoughts on that? Is timing everything? I mean, no. Yes. Well, some it's not. <laughs> I think it's not really anything you can uh, control terribly well. Yeah, I mean, but I think you're kind of beholden to it. So, if people are just at different places at different times, then maybe things don't work. Yeah, like it maybe you regret not meeting somebody ten years ago, but you can't fix it. Was there anything you liked about this episode? No. No. <laughs> nothing. No. Nothing. It's all bad. Yeah. This one seemed like especially bad. Well, there's nothing. None of the characters are really doing anything redeeming. I think Miranda, like, finally putting her foot down is the only thing that I would really... Um, I, I, I appreciated. I mean, she did put her foot down after she bought a dog. Yeah, but who hasn't, like, done something stupid with a desperate attempt to, like, make something work? That's true. But ultimately, she does put her foot down and she speaks her mind. And that's more than can be said for most of the people on this show. Yeah, it's really irritating when people have those just awful communication styles. Mm -hmm. It's like, um, have you seen Marriage Story? No, and I don't want to because I really, I just hate seeing people fall apart like that. And I've seen enough of like the memes to know, like, it seems really awkward to watch people fight. Okay, so that fight scene, first of all. Well, okay. Uh, House family had it on last night and or two nights ago and I was like yeah I'm not in a good place to watch this it's full of triggers um and it but I saw the first scene because I was sitting there finishing supper and it's like a voiceover of them each reading something that they wrote about what, all the things they like about the other person mm -hmm. and then it smash cuts to when they're in the room with the mediator and they refuse to read the nice things that they wrote about the other person I don't want to see this. It was so sad. I don't want to see um, this. But that, that Mimi 
part, Meme, uh, <laughs> with, you know, like he says, every day I wake up and then the words are blacked out and something mm-hmm. else is put there, or just not every day, every day I wake up and he collapses. <laughs> yeah. So the actual thing that he says is every day I wake up and I hope you're dead. Yeah. No, I knew that that's what he actually says. And that's why I'm like, I don't want to <laughs> fucking watch this movie. And I don't even like it when it's like a rom-com, like the breakup with Jennifer Aniston and Vince Vaughn, I think. Is that right? Definitely didn't see that. I mean, you think it's going to be kind of funny and whatever, but like them fighting is so awkward. And I, I get like secondhand embarrassment and cringe and um, like it triggers my empathetic response in a way that I really hate. And I don't want to be a part of that. When I've known, like, friends who've, like, fought in public and whatever, I'm like, I need to get out of this situation. It's just not, I don't need to see this. It can happen without me seeing it. Yeah, it is a good fight scene, though, just because it it, it feels very true in a way that, you know, you can start out on a pretty reasonable foot with somebody mm-hmm. that you have a lot of history with mm-hmm. and are, are generally amiable towards. And just, like, how fast that can just go off the fucking rails. Yeah, I experienced that enough myself when a relationship was falling apart over a very prolonged period. I just let people see value in it. I don't think I'm going to see it. Yeah, I'm not going to watch the whole thing. Well, I think we're done with Sex in the City. Yeah, we are. <laughs> uh, just this episode, unfortunately, not the whole thing. Sorry. Oh, there's so much of it. So, Adventure Time, Season 3, Episode 25, Dad's Dungeon. What did you think about this? Well, I thought it was charming and cool, but I also thought that it was sort of weird that... So, the premise is um, Jake and Finn's dad, who was a dog like Jake... Um, builds a a dungeon for the boys but he tells jake kind of offline to telling finn to plug his ears that it's to toughen up finn so i thought that was kind of weird because at the time he had recorded all this and built the dungeon finn was a baby (laughs) so Mm -hmm. there was this assumption that because finn is a crying baby that he is never going to get awoken to uh you know a stronger side of himself and Jake recognizes that he already has. Um, and then gradually through the course of the dungeon is like, Finn, I only like called you a crying baby. Cause dad told me to, it's fine. Next time he says, plug your ears. Don't. Um, and they finish the dungeon and get a cool demon blood sword. Mm-hmm. So um, it's just kind of weird that the, the, dad's motivation here seemed to lack any like foresight <laughs> about like I, uh, about the potential well, my, for Finn my justification or my my internal explanation for that is there aren't any humans so there's no template for human development that is so a really fair point so as far as um, the, the papa knows this is just like Finn should be developing at about the same rate as Jake, who obviously would develop, you know, faster dog years. Mm-hmm. Okay, I buy that then. <clears throat> Finn seems to really get the wind sucked out of his sails by being called a crybaby. Yeah, well, I really like that he points out that he cries when it's appropriate to cry. Yeah, like when people die. Yeah. And if he didn't cry when somebody died, he'd have a cold butt for a heart. Yep. That was um, when they were in a, they follow a weird flower path to a table filled with fruit. And there are these like floating nymph-like creatures trying to get them to eat fruit. Yeah, and fruit th- witches. And then it turns horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty graphic. The uh, When they, like their faces turn from like beautiful women into these like horrifying like ghost uh, zombie type ashen creatures and then this giant apple is there and they start eating the apple and there's ribs inside of it yeah I well and it was one of the fruit witches who accidentally ate, ate a, a fruit yeah and so she became the apple it was horrifying oh, and I loved it yeah <laughs> it was so gross 
and they're they're not even they're throwing the the flesh into these little demon things on top of their heads which are their actual mouths oh i didn't quite catch that oh you've got to go back and watch it it's something else i was trying to take notes while watching so i probably missed some details um i like the dungeon episodes because it's just kind of a nod to the fantastical Mm -hmm. like we're just we should you know tabula rasa expect that dungeons are a real thing and their dad can you know make this dungeon and fill it with creatures however long ago and it's just waiting for them Mm -hmm. under a dumb looking rock yeah there's uh all of these things that have had no other purpose but to live in this dungeon for you know over a decade um and just kind of sit and wait to be discovered and battled and um it's kind of a, uh, well, if they had taken the path that the gross guy was guarding, who knows what they might have encountered. But as far as their usual, like, adventures and quests go, this one didn't seem like the dungeon was super, like, expansive. There were, but I mean, like, a dog built it himself. So <laughs> I, I guess I have to be fair about that. <laughs> I mean, that last monster was pretty big. Mm-hmm. And the um, the sword they got was pretty dope. Yeah, I like that the demon shows up and uh, says, "Joshua, we go way back." <laughs> and instead of and they like play back one of his little videotapes that he left to get the incantation that sends the demon back, mm-hmm. rather than like, well, maybe they'll memorize it from this point forward. But it was pretty funny. <laughs> I also like that Jake did remixes. Yeah, I think where... I'm thinking I'm going to record that a little bit. Yeah. They're really babies. Funny. The swords full of babies. The swords <laughs> made of babies. <laughs> there's a there's a is there a song in this one? Uh, I don't think that there is. No. except for like the little rap at the end. Yeah. Sometimes the episodes bleed uh, I'm together. I'm proud of you, son. Yes. So I guess you could call it a song. It's words to a tune. Sure, it's a song. Sure. What is a song? <laughs> let's let's get really theoretical here with it. Ooh, the sun is starting to come out up here. It's just raining. Like it just started raining, and the rain is cold. I'm sorry. Maybe cold rain. Maybe the sun will move towards you. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Um, any other thoughts on Dad's dungeon? Uh, I, I like this episode. I like both the episodes that we watched this week. That's part of the reason why I was like on top of just hopping into them right after we recorded last time. Oh, damn it. I just realized I didn't write down what the next weeks are going to be. Um, so I don't know what we'll be excited for next time, but we'll be starting season four of Adventure Time next time. Well, you can put it on like an end cap recording, right? Yeah, but let's tell you too. Oh, I'll figure it out. Okay. Well, the next one we watched was uh, the season finale of um, uh, season three, episode 26, Incendium. And this one was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's wild. So we get a new character. Yes, we do. A very, like, very angry character. <laughs> <laughs> so Finn is super lovesick about uh, Princess Bubblegum, and she's just too old for him. Jake really wants to find him a new love interest um accidentally rescues a little flame dude flamer is that his name are you there um flambo flambo not flamer (laughs) (laughs) i I had to really think about what you said for a second yes i can't believe i didn't write it down (laughs) and i've had no caffeine in like four days oh my god flambo should i edit this out (laughs) I was thinking of like Slimer from Ghostbusters. I was not trying to be homophobic. <laughs> but um, I hereby issue an apology to everyone because uh, of me and anything I've done is completely my responsibility. Finally. Lambo. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay composure (laughs) um and as jake is trying to find a new lady and then um 
Flambeau takes uh, Jake to his like fireland and casts a little spell on him to keep him from burning up. And they approach the king and he's like, he is told that he needs to act like royalty to approach the, the, the royals and um, win over the princess who is in a like glass jar, a pretty flame princess. Um, and uh, they win her eventually after several gifts that Jake has brought. And once she's out of her glass container, it turns out that she's like, she's out of control. Yeah, she she wreaks havoc, and she's a fire elemental. So mm-hmm. she gets out of her little lamp and uh, just goes bananas because her heart got jerked around. Mm-hmm. And it, it follows Jake back to the treehouse and starts to like set fire upon everything. Um, Finn is still like despondent over bubblegum and um, slowly comes to realize that like the house is on fire <laughs> and that his pictures of bubblegum are burning up. Bubblegum had been testing, uh, what did I write down? Liquid, Liquid pyrotechnics. The coolest oxymoron. And they get set off and the rain comes down and ex- temporarily extinguishes the flames on the princess. And um, Finn like jumps into action to like catch her as she falls and like uh she becomes inflamed again and slaps him and then like takes off and finn's like oh i think i have a crush (laughs) (laughs) and like who has not been there before (laughs) seeing someone who is really probably not good for you and going this will work yeah he has a thing for assertive women i think which is good. Oh, yeah. But it's just uh, really funny that someone came in and, like, completely near destroyed their house and um, was nothing but aggressive with him. For the- And he's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cute. Uh-huh. Also, I, uh, I looked up the next episodes. Oh, you did? Yeah, uh, so the next episode is a continuation of the one we just saw. Oh, okay. It did kind of leave it as a cliffhanger. Yeah, so that's what we'll get. And then you will get a round of Grables. Okay. Have we seen Grables before? I don't know. That doesn't ring a bell. this might be the first Grables. Uh, And I'm just flipping through the, or I'm scrolling through the episode list. And remembering that the end of this season is really where you say, oh, I thought this was a show for kids. (laughs) I thought this was going to be fun. Well, sometimes I am starting to feel that already with this show. But the episodes we're looking at today, I I didn't feel that. Even though Finn's dad is dead and that's sad. Well, but they don't really talk much about his death. That's true. Yeah. But there have been some, like, heavier things. And I think things that um, are heavier in some of the episodes but only be, like, really noticeable to people who were not six years old, for instance. Like, when they Mm -hmm. were underwater and they saw, like, the destroyed city and all those cars and everything. Yeah, I don't think a six-year-old would kind of, like pick up on that as being like a post-apocalyptic scene you know one of my favorite post-apocalyptic references doesn't come for like a long long time many seasons down the road but it is they're outside of a convenience store or a broken down building of some sort and on the roof in big big letters is written complicit (laughs) oh boy (laughs) yeah yeah. Things are starting to get a little too real with like things that are happening in life with the potential for the end of the world lately. Mm-hmm. Uh as at the time of recording, uh World War 3 is trending in a lot of different places right now. Um yeah. and there's a pretty strong indication that there's going to be more active conflict in the Middle East again. So 
Everything, yeah. everything that is old is new again. I guess so. It's kind of like we never really left. Yeah, never really left. But I mean, this is far from the initial like drill of terror when we went into um, Iraq for no reason. The first time or the second time? The first time. Where the one in the nineties? No, the other one. Two thousand time, I guess. Yeah, like our our first time. No. Oh, our first time as, like, adults? Yeah. Okay, because my dad went the first time. Yeah. So that was, like, something. So this has been a part of my life, basically, since I was a kid. And I could remember it. (laughs) Your second time, my first time. Yeah. Yeah, it's been fun. So fun. Yeah. Normal country, endless war. Yep. Very much 1984. Um, no one seems to have read it, but me. I read it. Yeah, you've read it. But who Rebel else? from the waist down. Yeah. Also, we've always been at war with East Asia. Mm-hmm. We've always been at war with Eurasia. Chocolate rations have increased from four to two this week. <laughs> Here's a reminder that there is no weekend. What's funny about 1984 versus now is that, like, there are several things. In How pl- people pay for Pelotons. <laughs> <laughs> and in 1984, you were just given them as though it were socialism. <laughs> that's, that's part of it. But what's funny, I guess, maybe not funny about 1984 versus real life is that there are several things that we have technologically that prevent the destruction of evidence the way that they did in 1984. Like we can't, if we incinerate photographs now, they're still going to live on digitally and the internet is forever. Mm-hmm. But one thing that 1984 did not have, but we do now is an overwhelming sense of apathy for the truth. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like if people knew the truth in uh, Oceania or whatever they might actually care about it when presented with evidence otherwise the amount of evidence they tried to suppress wouldn't they wouldn't have tried so hard but now we don't even need to suppress anything and people still don't give a shit so yeah democracy dies in our hearts <clears throat> so needless to say I don't think I'll be bringing any children into this world oh good well I didn't want to have to argue with you about sperm donors. Yeah. I mean, things might still, like, change at some point while I'm still fertile, but it's not looking good. No, it's not. Tell everybody what you said about what sperm donors I should pick, though. Oh, just one of the guys from work. Oh, no, no, no. I said I wanted it to be anonymous, and then you, and I said, and I guess I could pick to have a non-white child if I wanted to. And I didn't know if, if I if that was good or bad because it's never really something I've considered before. And then you said, "Pick a South Asian donor, and why? So your baby will look like me." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that really is a crapshoot because I look at Jamal and I. I think you two look alike. Our skin tone is not alike. He is white and he burns and he has greenish eyes. I still think you look more alike than you admit. My Everybody says that my brother and I look alike and I don't see it. I don't see it either. But people will say it. I would never guess that you're related. Well. Shall we do shout outs? <laughs> okay. Emily. <laughs> to, to no one. Well, I think I'm, uh, who knows? I haven't gotten any indication that anybody's listening, but our episodes are getting listened to. And they're not in the weird, like, hyper high numbers that they used to be, which makes me think they got, like, bot numbers under control. They're, like, each episode's getting, like, 120 listens, which seems, like, more realistic. Because we have, like, one episode get, like, a couple thousand listens. Yeah, that's not real. Yeah. Um, I guess if you are listening, let us know that you're listening by saying anything on any of our Instagram posts, and, and then at least we'll know. And we'll give you a shout out next time too, yep. big one. Yeah, definitely. We juicy shout out, juicy shout out. Um, 
our social media is at sex time pod. Um, and Instagram is the place we are most active. Um, so hit us up there. Bowser posted a lovely picture of a bloody hand today. Yeah. I mean, it's mine. Mm-hmm. It's healing up really well. That's nice. Yeah. I'll have some cool scars on my palm, which ladies love. Do they? I do. Have you watched the Yeah. Have you watched The Witcher yet? Not yet. There's it's a, on my list. There's significant scar talk in it. Oh. Like a couple different scenes where they go over scars and where they came from. It's fun. I have a really good one on my hand that I've been asked about and it's a pretty good story. Have I asked you? The palm ones will be really good too. I don't think I've asked you about scars ever. I well, I guess I've never asked you about scars either. Yeah. There's so much more we just get to learn about each other as we age yeah. together. <laughs> um, what pop culture are you into right now? Uh, I just saw Jojo Rabbit last night and it was incredible and everybody should go see it. It's so not what I expected. It's like clearly there are some sad parts. It is about Nazis in World War II. Uh, and there's there are a couple real real rib kickers. Mm-hmm. But it was like so good. It was kind of a, a mixture of you know, it was sort of magical realism in parts, mm-hmm. which uh, added to the emotional impact. It's definitely one I've been meaning to see, but I don't like to leave the house much, so I'm waiting for it to hit a streaming service. Oh, you've got to see it. I will see uh, it. Taika Waititi's Hitler is just the best Hitler. He's like one of the best people, isn't he? I guess so. I think I think I have heard that he is one of the best people. I think so. He seems to be. I think like, I was not interested in seeing this film uh, just because of the times we live in. We get enough Nazis. Thanks so much. Yep. Um, but then I saw some little interview snippet with him where somebody asked if he'd studied up on Hitler before playing him. And he said, no, why would I? That guy's a fucking clown. Yep. It was so good. Good. Like at one point, imaginary Hitler says uh, to get out of a scrape, let's burn the building down and blame Winston Churchill. (laughs) (laughs) I will see it. Any pop culture references or thingies from you? Yes. Recommendations? Yes. So a few months ago, I started watching a series and then... um, recent like around new year's eve i i picked up where i left off um it's called letter kenny it's canadian heard of that you should i just finished all the episodes on hulu you should go in and watch now too so it's about um a bunch of like agricultural folks living in like a small farming town and the characters in it are just they're um they're hyper like fictionalized versions of like what you'd really expect in like rural Ontario and um, the way that they speak. Um, I, I was reading a description of the show. It's like the, the way that they speak is Baroque. It's like elaborate. They pile jokes on jokes on jokes. They, they carry a joke um, dropped offhandedly in one episode all the way through like three seasons later, it's brought back up again. Um, so the, the continuity is really nice, um, but it's it's funny. Um, there's a whole thing about like rivalries and potential alliances with people from Quebec, and um, how much they hate the French and how much the French hate them. And um, I think you would enjoy it quite a bit. The episodes are really short, and so are the seasons. Um, and I, I've been watching a lot of it to the point where I'm worried I'm going to start talking like them. <laughs> I start talking and and writing all crazy when I'm like getting all fucked up on the classics. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a, uh, you know, it's mimicry. Mm-hmm. It's camouflage. Well, I watched Letterkenny basically all day yesterday and then like I finished up the most recent season this morning. 
Um, <laughs> uh, I'm just, they, they, they say things like they have like aphorisms and they just like repeat them all the time. Like, um, love, love what you do and you never work a day in your life. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but more things. I, I have definitely said, like in the last couple of weeks, to someone, like, "Do you now come with me?" What? Just come with me. Well, I've been reading Count of Monte Cristo, which, by the way, has a real live lesbian in it. A real live lesbian. I bet they didn't put that in the movies. How did that book get published? That wasn't acceptable. Wait, were they just called friends in the book? Um, there were just a lot of not very veiled references to lesbianism and Sappho. Hmm. Interesting. And the girls being found in the same bed. They might just be really good friends. Well, they are really good friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, one of them uh, likes to dress like a boy. And... They they share the bed, even though there's two beds in the room, and they're lesbians. Maybe they were cold. I'm being every archaeologist right now. Yeah, <laughs> every every art history person. Wow, the Staffo depiction of her these friend. the depiction of these women. I mean, they must be like really close, basically sisters. Yeah, <laughs> like like really really good friends probably even cousins or something yeah well <clears throat> that's all i've got me too well i'll check out letter kenny i think you'll enjoy it i think you'll enjoy jojo rabbit i i know i will when i finally get a chance to see it okay well that's all from us we'll probably do this again eventually yeah, I'll watch the other episodes this week. Cool. I'm just, like, now that I know that we're, like, we're in the season, there's some flops for Adventure Time in this season, but, like, we just got to get to I Remember You. So your motivation to, like, pick up the pace with this again is to get through those and get there? Yeah, so that you can watch that episode and I can get your raw reaction to it. Sounds great. Because I cried. Oh, I don't cry much. I cried like a baby. Okay. That, that's all from us this week. We'll catch you next <laughs> time. Um, in the most threatening. On sex, on sex time. Threatening sex time. What? Why is it threatening? The, the way you're kind of making this episode sound like a threat. <laughs> oh, no. I'm really enthusiastic about it. Why do people keep thinking that I'm threatening them? If I were threatening you, you'd fucking know it. And that's why I love Badger. Because there'd be words like, listen, cupcake, and I'm going to bend you over. <laughs> You're eight inches shorter than me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.